Maybe I'm crazy, but Bucks fans have a whole lot to worry about. Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not. Welcome to the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. I'm Joy Taylor. Thanks so much for joining us. Hope you're doing well. We've got the whole crazy gang here this week. Heller, Donnie, T, and myself. We're going to talk a little Bucks football and explain that disaster on Sunday nights. We have a quarterback in Miami, finally, in Tua. What's going on with the Chargers? What teams are going to look really different next year? Not just the really awful Jets. So a lot going on today on the podcast. Let's get started with Wit It or Quit It. Quit It. Quit It. Quit It. Quit It. We about to turn up in this What's up, Heller? What am I winning or quitting today? What's up, Joy? How are you? I'm a little afraid we're going to have a civil war, but other than that, I'm good. Nah, we're good. That, that's a once that's a once in a country type civil war that we had back then. So I think we're good. Probably, probably no more. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, I'm anyway, leaving, right. by the way, if if that happens, I'm out. Have you have you ever been to Vancouver? It's like I all of the West Vancouver. Coast cities combined into a better city. I don't know what the the refugee situation in, in Canada is for for Americans. I'm guessing it's limited at this point. Um, but my, I have all, I have other solutions. I, I might go to Hawaii because even though it's still obviously America, I don't think I think everyone's just chilling, you know. So I I, I feel like I might be safe there. If not, I'm yep. I'm, I'm heading to Australia, and uh, I've got some friends down there, and I'm just gonna kick it until it's over. Yeah, I think Australia might. I think New Zealand's probably safer, but um, I. Uh, yeah, I think I think they would take us in Canada because they even though, you know, their healthcare is better and they've got they've got some other good stuff going on up there. I don't I'm pretty sure our TV is still better. So they they could use us up there. You know what I mean? A, t- a talent like yourself, a producer as myself, I feel like they could we could I'll have to, I'll find have to a spot brush up there. on my uh, hockey a little bit, but yeah. I, yeah. See your, I see your point. Easy. No one can see the puck anyway. So how hard could that be? <laughs> um all right, let's uh let's talk some American sports namely American tackle football. Uh, the NFL game has changed quite a bit since a chubby Ben Roethlisberger was drafted by the Steelers out of Miami of Ohio. Uh, Big Ben went to the AFC Championship in his first year uh, and then starting and then won the Super Bowl the next, um, which sounds an awful lot like the current face of the league, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes also added an MVP into his mix though. Uh, their styles are different and Mahomes is a better player right now but joy, the Steelers are better than the Chiefs. Win it or quit it. I am going to have to say quit it, but only a little quit it. Only a little you're, one. Only a little. Everyone, one. you're you're with them. You're with the majority on that. Probably. I'm I'm on Steelers Island right now. I'll admit that. I well listen. Like I'm a Yenzer, so I love that the Steelers are playing well. It's been an amazing season. But yep. I've seen the Chiefs just win a Super Bowl. Basically the same assembled team, this team yeah. beating that team uh, earlier this year. I watched it. So I did. I watched it too. I I got and they are they have one loss to a division rival, and they can win multiple ways and they've dominated people. The Steelers, while they continue to win and some of these wins are ugly, they haven't really like dominated anybody. And none of that really matters that much. Like you get the win. There's just a win column and a right. loss column. You don't get pretty points. So <laughs> I get that. But I do. I would like to see them just like, you know, throw a team, you know, to the side. 
And yep. I don't need to see it to trust them, but it would make me feel better. Now I'm a little concerned because Ben is banged up again. He's Ben, isn't he on the COVID list? He's on the COVID list this week. Yeah, so this could be the week that the Steelers are vulnerable. Now he is on the COVID list. Uh, he has, I don't believe he tested positive. I think contact, he was just contact yeah, he, tracing. He was, he was a, it was a high risk exposure to their tight end, Vance McDonald. Yes, so he if he tests negative on Friday, he'll be able to play this weekend. So they play the Bengals this weekend. You know, Bengals have been playing better lately. So I, I still am going to give it to the Steelers, but it's probably going to be another one of those ugly wins. Um, if it was a better team that they were going up against <clears throat> with Ben being out right. for a few It'd days, a I might be more concerned. Yep. But I'm more concerned with him being banged up. I, I don't like that at this point in the season because you're not going to get out of the season healthy at that point. Like, there's just there's right. not enough time to rest. So overall, I love what the Steelers are doing. I love their defense. They have the ability to get cause turnovers. Ben's been playing amazing. Their new receivers are great. Like Minka Fitzpatrick's been incredible. I I love the Steelers, but I just have seen this particular Chiefs group do it and win a Super Bowl. So I'm going to give them the very, very, very slight nod. That said, I think that the Steelers and the Chiefs are in a different category from the rest of the NFL. Mm. Every other team in the NFL I have major questions about. Seattle, yeah. obviously, Russell Wilson's incredible. Their defense, no. Uh, the Packers, obviously, Aaron Rodgers and that offense can put up major points. Aaron Jones is great. Devontae Adams is great. Their run defense, what is that? What is it? Where is it? Where is it? Don't know. Bucks obviously just got slaughtered by the Saints. And now they have two division losses to the Saints, so they'll have to play four road games if they want to win the Super Bowl, which feels impossible. So Bucks, I obviously have major questions about uh, who am I forgetting? Bills. Uh, I don't trust the Bills. Not in the postseason. Mm, I like them. No, I like them too. I think they're a great regular season team. I don't trust them in the postseason, though, at all. And the Ravens still, at the same way, have been and shown that they're incredibly talented in all phases of the ball, but they have to get over that playoff hump. So to yep. two teams I trust right now, Steelers and the Chiefs, they're separated from the rest of the NFL. I trust the Chiefs a little bit more, even though Ben has two Super Bowls, he hasn't done it with this group. So I trust the Chiefs yep. a little bit more, but they are the two best teams in the NFL. It's not close. Yep, that's a, good, that's a good take grouping them together. You sort of got the undefeated team and then the proven winner, uh, the, reign, the reigning champs. I will say, though, that, I mean, the Niners basically just lost to them in that Super Bowl so that the parade in San Francisco wouldn't have been a super spreader event. I'll, put, I'll just throw that out there. That's why I think they lost it. Um, but to, but to <laughs> stop the, uh, the Chiefs' slander and get back to the Steelers, what I love about the Steelers most of all is Mike Tomlin. I think Mike Tomlin is a top three coach in this league and maybe aside from Pete Carroll, the coach I would want to play for the most. Um, I just love the strength of Mike Tomlin's leadership. It's also backed up by the numbers since 2006, only Bill Belichick and Andy Reid have more wins than him. And also since 2006, he has the second highest win percentage as a coach. So they're going to be there and they're going to be around. And to push back on your point about all these close games. Okay. The thing they always used to say about the Warriors that made me really mad was they blow everyone out when the competition gets serious in the playoffs. How are they going to are they going to know how to battle back? And it's like, OK, well, then I'm going to use that argument for the Steelers here and say they only win close games. And all the most of the games in the playoffs are close. And that's when it's going to matter. Defense running the ball, an experienced quarterback, top three, if not the best coach in the league. I think the Steelers are a serious threat. They're definitely a serious threat. 
that I think they're a sliver under the cheeks, just a slight, okay. just a slight, the tiniest little cheese slice under the yep. Chiefs because the Chiefs just are the Super Bowl defending champions and they haven't taken a step back. That's the only reason why. Of course, the Steelers are capable of winning a Super Bowl. They're undefeated. Uh, they're a great team this year. And I'm with you. And they have the experience. Ben has the experience. Mike Tomlin yep. has the experience. They have the culture. They have the defense. They have all the pieces needed to win a Super Bowl. And yes, you're right. It comes down to situational ball in the playoffs. And experience is what you trust in those spots. At this particular point, I'm just saying if it came down to the Chiefs and the Steelers and the AFC Championship yep. game, I'd be rooting really, really hard for the Steelers. But I think I'd put my money on the Chiefs, depending yep. on what the line was, of course. Yep. But I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I guess my, I'm, I'm, a, I got the uh, Steelers a sliver ahead, and the sliver is just a sliver of hatred. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, we're just we're splitting hairs, but they're yeah. both great. Yeah, exactly. But that's that's what sports uh, debates are all about, Jeff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, sometimes in MMA or boxing, the lower weight class fights are the most exciting. Uh, on Sunday, we got a look at the NFL's super featherweight division when Tua Tungavailoa and Kyler Murray locked horns. Okay, the Dolphins came out on top, and Tua looked so much better than the, that first week where I thought he looked really, really bad. Uh, though Kyler outpaced him by the numbers. Joy, Kyler Murray is better than Tua Tungavailoa. Quit it or quit it? Oh yeah, I mean at this point, yes, yes, Kyler Murray is better than Tua at this okay, point. Okay, so. I Will will Tua become better than him? Be- yes. Become better than. Him? Yes. Mm, I quit it. I'm gonna quit that. Homer pick. Homer pick. Yes. Where I'm being very uh, rational. You're hoping he does. Yeah. Where I'm you're being hoping. very rational about the Steelers. I'm gonna be total Homer about the Dolphins. Um, I I'm with you. I did not love how he looked against the Rams, but I also felt like it's one game and he didn't need to win that game. So. Why put him in a situation where he could possibly yeah, throw an interception or force something that he doesn't need to do? The 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 defense and special teams won that game, and that's fine. Yep. You don't need to win with the offense every single week uh, if you don't have to, and they didn't have to. So this game, they needed him to make big plays, and he did, and that's what I love the most about it. He had some runs mixed in there. He had a lot of escapability that he didn't really show yep. in college. He looks fresh. He has great downfield vision. Um, I don't mind his size. I don't care about the size anymore. It took me a little I bit of time. I care, but I don't. It took me a little bit of time to adjust yep. that, but now I'm like, it yep. doesn't. It just doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like if you're good enough, it doesn't matter. Uh, Russell Wilson has shown that. Kyler Murray has shown that. Now Tua has shown that. Baker, to some degree, even though there's obviously still a lot of questions about Baker, um, I think that's more his decision making than it is his size. It just right. really doesn't matter as long as you have those things in place. He's perfect for Miami. He's perfect for Flores. Uh, they have like the just perfectly matching personalities. I love what the Dolphins are building, and I love their defense. Their offensive line has two rookies. It's kind of a patchwork job right now. Yeah. Um, so they're going to improve on that on the, in the offseason. I'm not tripping about what happens for the rest of the season as long as Tua keeps improving week to week. I know Dolphins. You don't want to make the playoffs? I think you can make the playoffs. I, th- I mean, we absolutely can. But if we don't, I'm not c- going to consider it a lost season because we s- we've gotten to see what happens with Tua. And the Bills are still a really good team. It's their division to lose at this point. Like, the Bills are in a better situation. If the Bills and Dolphins played today, I would pick the Dolphins. But I think mm. by the end of the season, their Bills are going to figure out their issues. Obviously, had a huge win over the Seahawks this weekend, which is a great team. So, yep. like the Bills are, this is the Bills' division to lose. The Dolphins are right there, 
But I just loved what I saw from him. I wasn't sure what to expect from him in a game where they were going to give him the reins, but he more than lived up to expectations. And I'm just thrilled the Dolphins finally have a franchise quarterback. Finally. Yep. It might it might be because of the left-handedness or my homerism or because he had a play where he like had a, a scramble where it, he almost fell down, but it, it turned out good. It was looking a little Steve Youngish out there. A little Tua, Tua was looking like, because like what I loved about Steve Young was that he was like, he was frantic, but he was also a lawyer. So it was like you knew he was smart. And that, that's the thing with Tua is you know he's accurate. You know he knows what's going on. And so to see the sense of urgency balanced with the uh, the accuracy and the calmness, I, I thought it was I thought he looked great. I he really turned it around for me um, from that first week. I think the problem for Tua though, Joy, is that uh, context matters, and he's looking up already, both in terms of height and in terms of the heights they've reached in their game at Herbert and Burrow. Right? Like as, she as was playing be. from behind. Be, you're always going to be compared to your peers. And especially, right. especially when you're in the same draft. So, like, everyone is compared to Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, right? Right. If you're an older quarterback, you're going to get compared to Tom Brady. Patrick Mahomes is going to get compared to Tom Brady because he's yep. the greatest to ever do it. And then you have the current group of younger quarterbacks, which includes Patrick Mahomes. And what he's done in the short amount of time he's been in the league is, is kind of ridiculous. Like, it's it's yep. a very hard standard to set. That's why Lamar Jackson is like, oh, like, Lamar, ja- Lamar Jackson, yeah. uh, like, take a yeah. step back. Like, no, Patrick Mahomes is incredible. Right. So, yes, and that's fair, though. Like, they, he came in the draft with Burrow and with Herbert. So he should get compared to them. But I think that they all have – each of them has a very uh, unique style. So where I think that the Burrow offense, once they get the offensive line together – is going to yep. be very high-powered. I don't think that the Dolphins are going to be built like that. They're always going to have a good defense because Solaris is a defensive guy. And then I think yep. that Tua is going to find his own style and way of doing things. I don't think it's going to be one of those teams that looks like – I think the Bengals will Bengals offense will look more like – not to compare him to Mahomes, but he's just more of kind of like a playmaker. Like I think it's just going to be one of those high-powered offenses. You can yep. see what he does when he has protection. Herbert, on the other hand, is a big-time playmaker, but they're not going to be built the same way as the Bengals. So I think each of the teams will have a really different look. And right. so from that perspective, I think we'll be able to evaluate them better. Um, but overall, I was really, really happy with what I saw, with what I saw from Tua. Yep, he really he's, – he's, he stepped up. You know, after that first week, it really looked like he was losing in that battle against those guys in that comparison. Um, but he really stepped up this week. And then on the flip side of that, you've got Kyler, who we're comparing to Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins, and Drew Locke. So I think that might be why I think Kyler Murray is so good, perhaps, just looking into my own psyche, is that he's the only one, whereas Tua is the third I've seen from that draft trying to be great. Yeah, I mean, Kyler Murray is incredible. He's so fun to watch. He's so easy to root for. Uh, Arizona is a team that, uh, like, I don't I don't really know anybody who's like, I hate the Arizona right. Cardinals. Like, They're like the Padres <laughs> or something. Yeah, it's, it's just. just like, like, everybody likes the, car- the Cardinals. Sure. It's fun. Yeah. Like, Larry Fitzgerald. Fun in Scottsdale, whatever. Yeah, it's... like, it's, it's nice. You know, people retire there. There's nothing really to hate <laughs> about the Arizona Cardinals. And, and he makes yeah. them very fun to watch. Like, he's just, he's very electric. He has that it factor that every time he touches the ball, you don't know what's going to happen, but you know he's going to make something happen. 
So I, I love Kyler Murray. He's perfect for that team. And and I like him with Cliff Kingsbury because he seems like yeah. they're, they're doing some creative things there. Daniel Jones, uh, I think that the Giants are going to stick with. I like what the Giants are doing this year. They are kind of getting better every week. They're they're kind of the Miami of last year where, like, they play really hard. They've had some crazy like injuries. They don't have Saquon. Like, they're Both still should rebuilding. be lost, but it's not. Right. And, uh, and they're playing hard, and I like that. So I think they're going to stick with Daniel Jones. And I like Daniel Jones. Um, I think they, they obviously need more players. Like they they lost Saquon, they lost so much players. It's they're yeah. very built. No Saquon, I don't count it. Yeah. I can't count it without Saquon. Drew Locke is probably not the guy, even though he's a good dancer. And Better Dwayne than Haskins. Dwayne Haskins has been bailed on. So um yeah, it's looking like Kyler Kyler won that situation. <laughs> Yo, when when the when the Washington football team had a yet another quarterback get their leg destroyed on the field. And they hated Dwayne Haskins so much that they ran the last guy whose leg got destroyed on that field out there. That was a really bad. That was almost as bad as when he took that selfie instead of taking that final snap. Haskins did in his first win. That was probably when it was over for him. But at least the new coach gave him a shot. And now, you know, uh, what's that thing we got? Spring League on Fox on FS1? Dwayne starring Dwayne Haskins next season. Yeah, I mean, I think he's gonna get a backup job somewhere just because he's is he he's young. Yeah, he's young, and you but know. they don't. But the, I mean, they don't like. No one likes him, right? Like he has not I mean, endeared has to, himself. Someone has to really believe in him, but I think he's just so young that. Uh, you know what? To to your point, there's probably an Ohio State friend somewhere. Yeah, in the he's gonna end up somewhere. Up. Yeah. he's gonna end up somewhere. He's shown enough that he'll end up somewhere as a backup, but yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's a rough go for him right now. <laughs> Hey, Donnie, what's going on? High key, low key. All right, high key, just as there's a race to the top for the Lombardi Trophy, there's a dueling race to the bottom for the Lawrence pick, and there's plenty of contenders. I'm looking at you, NFC East. Low key, while some of the bottom feeders are going to completely revamp their rosters this offseason, a few teams are in better shape than others and can just hit that restart button. I'm still looking at you, NFC East. Yes, uh, low-key, there are some teams that are just going to look a little different next year, um, and not just because of Trevor Lawrence. Like, for example, let's start with the Patriots. Uh, Colin made a a very uh, revolutionary declaration today on the show, which is that Bill Belichick may just decide to leave New England. I mean, crazier things. What? have happened uh Tom yeah. Brady is a buccaneer so you know he may look at the situation like they're not going to get a top quarterback this season and yeah. who knows what you know the landscape is going to like for getting a quarterback and now in the AFC East you have the Bills with Josh Allen you have the Dolphins with Tua and you're gonna have Trevor Lawrence with the Jets likely yeah. so yeah and if not yeah. Trevor Lawrence you have Sam Darnold so it's not going to be the same AFC East that it's been for the last 20 years for him. So he may leave. I don't think the cam's going to be there next year. And there's going to be lots of other changes with that team. So I think that the New England Patriots are going to look very different, but not going to include Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Another team I think it's going to look very different is obviously the New York Jets. They're going to get rid of Gase and get Trevor Lawrence. Um, The Washington football team, they also don't have a quarterback. (laughs) And Kyle Allen is now hurt. So mm-hmm. they've moved off of Dwayne Haskins. What are they going to do about Alex Smith? Is he going to be the quarterback moving forward? They're going to be picking at the top of the draft, but are they going to be able to get one of those top guys? They're going to look different. I also think the Denver Broncos are going to look very different because I don't think they're going to stick with Drew Locke. It was a nice experiment. 
I like you, Locke. He's got a little... Yeah. Listen you know to the swag, a tinge of swag. A little yeah. something, but you don't have enough of that something to get the wins <laughs> that they need, and especially in that division. The Detroit Lions, your Detroit Lions are kind of interesting, though, because you guys love you some Matt Stafford. Yeah, we sure do. And I don't think Matt Patricia's going to go anywhere either. You guys have just been kind Ugh. of quietly existing and That's not, not what the people want to hear. Not bad <laughs> enough to be really bad and not not good enough to stick with what you got. Yeah. So I don't know. I actually don't have a good read on the lines. I think that they might just be kind of the same. That sucks. I want to move on. Let's move <laughs> Let's on move from Patricia. On. Let's see what's next. Uh, I think that the Browns have a potential to look a little different. I think Odell is not going to be there next year. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if they're totally sold on Baker. Like Baker's, yeah. Baker's kind of shown that he what he is. And I don't think they're going to give him an extension. So it might end up being a Trubisky kind of situation where they bring in somebody else who's, you know, kind of maybe going to push him or... Yeah. Maybe be a, a slight step up. I, I don't think that they're going to have a lot of patience for Baker moving forward. So that team is going to look different. Also, the Indianapolis Colts. Now, they have a great defense, but Phillip Rivers is not the quarterback of their future. They're not a bad team, but they're not quite good enough to be a great team or a Super Bowl winning team. And they're going to need a young quarterback. Sam Donald's going to be moving on. I think the Colts is the perfect, Ooh. perfect place. Yeah, that looks good. I can see him in that white and blue. But I think that he's going to be, I think he's going to be a Colt next year. And okay. it's, I think it's going to be a good spot for him. The Panthers will be kind of the same, even though they're not really a great team. I think they're going to stick with Teddy Bridgewater. And I like what Matt Rule is doing. I also think the Falcons are going to stay the same because they can't afford to move Matt Ryan and they can't afford to move Julio Jones. Yeah. Raheem mm -hmm. Morris has gotten them a couple wins since he's taken over. I actually think he's going to end up being the coach moving forward on a short deal because um, they're kind of stuck with their situation right now. And that's because kind of is what it is. The Texans uh, obviously need a new head coach. They're not going to yeah. stick with Romeo Cornell. They're going to look a lot different next year, but they aren't still obviously going to have Deshaun Watson. I think they're going to make some aggressive moves once they get a new head coach and a new GM in there for that matter. And the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. Well, Jacksonville is going to look different. <laughs> Jacksonville <laughs> is actually the place that the that Collins suggested that Bill Belichick go and coach. Whoa, okay. Uh, that's, that's They're different. going to have a top Outside pick. The box. They may end up actually stealing it from the Jets. They are, if they, and if they don't, they'll have Justin Fields. Yeah. He'll have okay. the ability to completely build everything up there. It's kind of interesting. It's in Florida. People yeah. have to retire in Florida. But either way, Jacksonville is going to look completely different next year as well. So it's not just the Jets, they're gonna have some dramatic changes. And uh, for once, I'm happy to say, it's not gonna be the Dolphins. <laughs> all right, uh, next. Uh, high key, all eyes were on Florida this weekend. Uh, speaking of Jacksonville, and it had nothing to do with the election. We all knew where they stood by that point. It was Brady <laughs> versus Breeze part two, but this time Antonio Brown was involved. Low key, the game was awful, with the GOAT suffering the biggest blowout of his career, losing 38 to three. Joy, should Bucks fans be concerned? Oh, yes. High key, very concerned. Mm. And low key, this was the game of the season for them. Yeah. I, I'm not so concerned that it was a blowout. Everybody has a, has a bad game during their season, for the most part. This, you had to win this game. You lost to the Saints in game one. They're in your division. You can't yeah. lose to the same team. Thing. 
mm-hmm. twice in a year in your division, that's, that's bad. That's not what good teams do. Right. So it's fine to have one division loss. You can't have two to the same team. And they are a contender. It's not like this is a fluke. I didn't like their game plan at all. I don't know what the hell it was. You had five runs the entire game, and one of them was a kneel down, so technically four. It felt very forced. It was just a a weird, weird approach. Like, when you go down three touchdowns, maybe you just like, "Mm, let's scrap whatever we had planned and try something a little different. Um, Obviously, what we're doing is not working, and we we need to adjust. Uh, which they did not do. And it was very strange. It felt like they were forcing it to Antonio Brown a little bit. It, it just, they did not play their game. And now they are in a very bad position because unless the Saints just completely fall apart, which they're not going to do, you now have to play four road games if you're going to win yeah. a Super Bowl. Four One, two, three, four. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> and you're, you're going to be in the playoffs. Like it's not going to be, it's not going to be easy road games. Like this is, this is the real deal. And they're going to be against good coaches and good quarterbacks. And this is a bad spot for the Bucs. Like that kind of was the season, that game. Even if you, even if it was a tough game or a, a bad game, an ugly win, you had to get a win against the Saints. Could not go down 0-2 against them in the season. It's, it's a bad spot for the Bucs. Now, yeah. like if you're okay with them just making the playoffs, then sure, like you can consider that to be a success. Which, like, honestly, I didn't expect the Bucs to win the Super Bowl this year, so I don't think that it's it's a complete loss. But, yeah, that's, that's, that's a really, really tough, unprecedented road that they have ahead of them now. They should definitely be concerned. Yeah, my favorite thing coming out of this whole game was uh, Jameis being able to eat a W for the second time. <laughs> no, <I will laughs> Let's just never. keep that video in rotation. I will never right. remember it. <laughs> Heike, rookie Justin Herbert is putting up historic numbers for a first-year player, signaling the arrival of another star at the position. Low-key, young Herb plays for the Chargers. They're cursed. Despite his impressive numbers, the L's, they just keep coming. And this L, I don't even think they deserve. Like, I know Raiders fans think I'm crazy, but I I thought that was a catch. Like, it was really close. You know, I know the ball moved a little bit, but they've they've rewarded that as a catch, something similar to that before. I think he got to go with what's on the field. Uh, But either way, it shouldn't come down to the final play, walk-off touchdown to get the win. And it just feels like they can't get right, like Chargers can't get right. And you don't want to be that team that every time you lose, people are like, oh, the Chargers, like, oh, the Falcons, like, that's just, yeah. what, that's just what they do because it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, but you guys can't get it done. And they have so much talent, and Herbert is definitely the quarterback of the future. He's been incredible. And it's just, I don't know, like, you got to charge your crystals or, you know, yeah. I'm telling you, just get some sage. You need to come <laughs> and get some Reiki. Like, get somebody to come in there and clean that out. Like, whatever it is y'all got going on because – it's crazy that they cannot finish games. It's crazy that they keep running into these situations. And uh, it's just been going on for so long now. Like, you guys moved to a whole new city. Yeah. You have to still get it together. There. Yeah. I read a headline that said that the Chargers were snake bitten. I like that that word, snake bitten. Yeah, well, get that venom out. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we need to watch Herbert win some games. And we can't. I can't keep doing this for the next 10 years. Hey T, what's in the culture report this week? Hey Joy, so 
girl, I feel so relieved for the first time, I think a long time. Uh, Biden, of course, succeeded and is the 46th president of the United States. And, you know, he turned a couple states blue. Uh, PA for the win. So excited about that. Uh, he just made history. Um, he received the most votes of any presidential uh, candidate or, or any president, excuse me, to date, which is incredible. Um, and Kamala Harris, she's the first woman, black, Indian, VP. Uh, so this is such a historical moment. It feels like, like it's amazing to see someone who looks like us in the White House, like hold that type of position. Um, and I feel like representation matters and it's like long overdue. Um, even though I know that there's a lot of pressure on Biden and Kamala, and of course we gonna hold them accountable, but I do believe that they will lead America with love. But for now, I'm just gonna take in this monumental moment and just enjoy the fact that history has been made. Yes, <laughs> I too was very relieved. I wasn't sure how I was going to react. I thought maybe like I would cry or, you know, I don't know, have some kind of like visceral reaction to the news. But I slept in and I woke up to like 50 texts and I was like, oh my God, what happened? Um, but I also didn't watch any coverage period of the news at all, all week, because I knew we weren't going to get an answer until like Friday at the earliest. So I was like, why am I going to stress myself out? every single day following this second by second. I, when I get the news, when I'll get the news and everyone else gets the news, like period. I didn't want to deal with it, but it is a, it is a huge win. I feel like it's a win for our country. I feel like it's a win for women, obviously a win for black women. And, you know, I saw the picture that Beyonce posted of uh, baby Kamala and I was like, oh my God, she really looks like me. And then my friends sent me a picture of Kamala from college and we literally have the same haircut <laughs> right now. Uh, and it just kind of hit me like, wow, you know, I don't agree with everything that she's done throughout her political career. I don't agree with everything Biden's done, but we need a change, a dramatic change in this country. And it feels good to see so many people out voting, so many people using their voice, um, as I've said many times, I've voted in every presidential election since I was old enough to vote. So this is not new to me to vote. I've always felt like it was something that was important to do. I come from a military family. Um, I myself obviously have not been a part of the military, but I've always felt like I, it's a, your duty as an American to exercise your right to vote because it matters. And we've seen with the counts that is still happening that it does matter like every single vote can really make a difference because if you don't vote and then the next person doesn't vote because they don't feel like theirs matters and it trickles down and then it becomes thousands and thousands of people that don't vote and that sways an election so i'm very proud that people have used their voice i'm very proud people are understanding and realizing now you know we have the power to come together and make change now my next hope is, and I keep seeing these memes everywhere uh, that like Capricorns are kind of still like hesitant. Um, Cause you know, I'm super petty and I have not been very uh, petty. So, Cause it doesn't, it feels like a win overall, but it also, I'm just exhausted. Like I am exhausted as a human being from dealing with the last four years. Um, not just the anxiety from day to day, having to hear about the next thing that he's done, 
but obviously this past year with COVID has worn on all of us. And our, you know, our ability to deal with stress has been tested to the limits this year. So uh, I hope and pray that it is a peaceful transfer of power. Not so sure that it will be, which is very upsetting. Um, the election is over, guys. It's over. Trump is not the president anymore. He he is moving out of the White House. And it's very upsetting that so many people are supporting this madness that he is not, you know, he has not conceded and he is not, you know, tr starting the transfer um, over to the Biden uh, Harris White House. Um, so I do have a lot of anxiety about that because it could get a little nuts over the next couple months. But hopefully cooler heads prevail and people still want democracy and not a civil war, which would be amazing. Um, but honestly, that's where we are. So yes, overall, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm really proud of all of the, the organizations and the volunteers and the sports organizations and athletes that encouraged owners to open up voting sites and to spread the word about voting. It worked. And we've made a decision as a country through our democratic process to elect a new president. And I hope that they, and I think that they will uh, stand up for what's right and get us back on track. Absolutely. Yeah. Like Trump loss. You still, I still see people Trump 2020 or we're going to fight this. And it's like, let, let it, it's over. Like it's over. So hopefully, like you said, it's a peaceful transition. Other, because either way, it's either going to be over because Trump finally realizes it and leaves, or it's going to be over because our country completely falls apart. But either right. way, it won't be up to us. <laughs> right. <laughs> because we made our choice and uh, yeah. everyone else is going to have to make theirs. So that's how it goes. Yeah. So Alex Trebek um, passed away on Sunday from this long battle of pancreatic cancer. And I remember hearing the news, you know, a few years back, which is like just so shocked. Um, and then I, th I think I was even more shocked hearing that he passed. And the first person I thought about was my grandma. Uh, so I called her to make sure she was okay uh, because, you know, growing up, she watched Jeopardy faithfully. You know, I, I watched it with her. And he was just such an incredible host and man. And I remember in elementary school, I had this like Jeopardy like held in game. And you know, it was the closest I could get to coming on the show because I was obviously too young. Um, but it's just super sad. And I feel like Jeopardy just won't be the same without him. Yeah, no, I, it's obviously we've known he's been sick for some time and he's actually still been hosting the show while, you know, dealing with cancer. He's just one of those iconic TV figures that everyone knows and loves and respects and recognizes their unique talents and purpose and influence and style that he's just not replaceable. Like Jeopardy won't be the same without him because the show was about how he maneuvered and, and managed the show and how he related to the, the contestants and how he kind of would make fun of the contestants when they were wrong, but in like a, you know, like a cheeky <laughs> way where it wasn't like he never really felt bad because, you know, they're smart enough to be on Jeopardy. And we at home watching the show would get the questions wrong or we get them right and get so excited. Um, and it was so fun to see the contestants go on streaks. And it's 
it's been an amazing show, a show that I appreciate, especially during a time like now where truth and intelligence and learning things is uh, really not appreciated at all. So I think it was one of those shows that made us all smarter and made us all think and make us all want to be smart and, and think about things. And he was just, he was just perfect in that role. He was perfect for that show. And uh, he just will never, he'll never be replaced. Um, obviously, you know, his influence has passed from generation to generation and seeing some of the videos that people were posting of things that have happened with contestants, even the guy that was on not too long ago that told him that he learned English because of him. And I think like that, that video is the one that really broke me. That one and the one where the contestant wrote like, we love you, we Alex. Love you. And he kind yeah. of like choked up. If a grown man cries, I'm going to cry. Like, I don't know what it is, but I just can't. Like if I see a grown man cry, I'm like, okay, I'm crying now. I don't know. What are we crying about? We're just going to cry together. I can't handle it. Um, but yeah, like that just showed the, the kind of influence and, uh, and space that he created for people. So it's a, it's a huge loss, definitely. But it does, it does bring me peace to know that he was with his family and he was with his wife and, you know, he passed peacefully with, you know, loved ones around him, which is, is a luxury that a lot of people don't have these days because of the environment that we're in. So I'm, I'm glad to know that that's, that's how he passed, but yeah, he's, he will never be forgotten and never be replaced. Absolutely. And like you said, it's so nice remembering somebody who's just such a good person, such a good human being, had good energy. Like that stuff matters. Character matters. So yeah, he'll definitely be missed. Thanks so much for joining us this week, guys. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and you can listen to the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and the iHeartMedia app. And make sure you follow us on social media at Maybe I'm Crazy Pod and myself at Joy Taylor Talks. See you next week. Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not. Ooh.